Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line with better buddies. Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host RJ. With us this week, it's James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. How would you react if you were told you were going to if you were told that you're going to lose a testicle? Um. Wow. I probably wouldn't be stoked. Uh. But I guess if I was going to, um... I mean, a I missing I testicle and a whole bunch of drugs is how Lance Armstrong won uh, bicycle races, right? That's exactly it. Um, you're right. So you're 50% uh, yeah, Lance yeah. Armstrong. That's true, I'm, I'm halfway there. Um, you just gotta start... I have First I have to learn how to ride a bike, and then... Then I have to lose a testicle, and then I have to take a bunch of steroids. And Question. Yeah, that, that. Hmm. Does losing both testicles negate the need for the steroids, or does it mean you have to take twice as many steroids? Um, I think... No, I think if you lose both testicles, you can just skip the steroids. I think you'll win. Nice. I think that's actually the secret, because I, I think... You know, uh, the the testicles, it's where all your testosterone pools. Mm. So Hence once test. you... Ex, ex, yes, ex, exactly. Um, so once you once you get rid of them, it has nowhere to go but everywhere else in your body. I mean, and that's how you become the ultimate man. So, yeah, I think uh, you heard it here first, men. All men listening. Shop that testicle right off. Yep, both of them. Why Become not? That much more of a man. All the, yeah, all the testosterone. Yep. <laughs> Do it. That's that's the or... secret behind Steve Rogers' Ultimate American. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, you gave me a bunch of drugs? It's like, well... Yes, mm, but that was just to knock you out. So we could remove your balls. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you do what? So we could make you a superhero. With no balls. Did you know that uh, in the Avengers arcade game that they put out, the anti-drug ad in front of it features Steve Rogers? Captain America is telling kids not to take drugs. It is funny that Captain America is created through a series of powerful chemicals being administered into his body. Is that his actual origin story, or was that yeah. for the movie? That is. Um, the origin story is a bunch of chemicals combined with, like, Zeta rays, which was oh, basically a radioactive formula wavelength thing that the mathematics for it was destroyed in the fire when the Nazi attacked. And then that's where all the other people came in trying to recreate that experiment so hulk's gamma bomb was him working with gamma radiation to make a gamma bomb because they didn't have captain america and wolverine weapon x is the 10th iteration of them trying to make a super soldier with captain america being the first weapon wow yeah Now Captain America is an old man, right? In the MCU. In the MCU. Uh, so I didn't see this. <clears throat> like I didn't see the trailer, but I saw <clears throat> on one of the forums that um, they released uh, they released like a new Mario um, movie trailer. I guess. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. Did you watch the first but one? I did. Yes. I did. So good. I think it looks cute. I think it looks like it could be really fun. I um, just love the Penguin King. 
yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty nice i'm i'm definitely i'm hoping it has kind of some of those like lego movie vibes like not in the meta quality but more in the like the comedy yeah kind of fun like a little bit kind of a little zippy a little sort of um witty but still yeah but still sort of like not not just like machine gunning stuff like it's it's genuinely like kind of funny quick comedy um which i think could work well for mario but yeah someone on the forum said that uh would be nuts if like they did like a a stinger or a teaser at the very end and they made this into um a uh what they they the, tried to the do Nintendo Cinematic Universe the NCU yeah which one how funny given that N falls directly after M um two Honestly, not a bad idea. A Smash Bros. style movie could be genuinely amazing. And a, a, like, there are a lot of properties in Nintendo that if they actually wanted to do it, um, I think it could be pretty successful, in all honesty. Yeah. They'd have to make good movies, though. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think a lot of people are clamoring for that Legend of Zelda animated film, you know? You don't think so? No. Why? Did you see the animated show they put out? Yeah, but they're, I mean, the Super Mario Bros. movie is regarded as, like, one of the worst movies of all time, and they're doing that. And we that. still don't have any confirmations yet that this is actually going to be a good animated film. The best That's part true. of the trailer so far has been a Penguin King who cannot stand up to Bowser's might, who says, whose only line is, Do you yield? I, I think it has potential. Uh, I heard, again, I haven't seen the trailer. People are saying that it's given off Peach's kind of a, a girl boss. Mm. So, like, a, a girl boss type thing, which, again, I'll, I'm doing like, I'm still doing that, like, no YouTube thing. So, yeah. um, I'll have to, like, I don't know exactly when. I don't, like I don't know really when I'll watch it, but I and I don't know if that's if that's an accurate assessment, but I don't know. I hope that's not true. Like I hope not as well. I, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not. Like I'm never against a female, like a, a a girl main character or a woman lead or whatever. That's not the issue. The issue is like how they do it. Yeah, is so like. I don't know, just so... I, I think the, co- the great comparison is, or a good like example of what you're looking for is in the Netflix show Wednesday, Gwendolyn Christie plays the headmas- headmistress of the academy they send Wednesday off to. She's in charge mm-hmm. of the academy, she has power, she's making deals and in control, but it's never the, like, in-your-face hashtag girlboss gaslight, like, gaslight gatekeep girlboss or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's not like it just can't be so ham fisted. Like I understand that there are like a lot, a lot of male like you know movies with like male action leads or just male leads in general, where like it may not seem like it's a guy's, but a lot of their character rests in very like he's a guy and he's doing this guy stuff and blah blah blah. But it's like those usually aren't good movies either and usually the ones that work are the ones where there is like a some kind of like a character or some sort of like there's got to be something to it like and that's the problem is if you just reduce someone down to this kind of like identity there's nothing really there's no character there shouldn't be hashtags no no it shouldn't be quite literally hashed out um so yeah, I, I I don't know. Again, I have not seen this trailer. The movie hasn't even come out, so it's speculation. I don't know. There are ways to do strong strong girl characters or just just good like leads in if you, even if you want to do action stuff. Ripley is like the cliche but classic example. Honestly, Linda Hamilton, uh, yeah. um, Sarah Connor in Terminator One and Two, great oh. example. And with Ripley, they made it a point of 
we're just going to give these gender neutral names to every single character in the script and just blind cast. Totally. Totally, totally. Um, and I don't know, like... Do we have a surprise hello? guest on the podcast? Wow. Oh, are you already recording? Yes. We are. Welcome, Calvin. Sorry. Hello. Sorry, I thought it was still early because it's not on the hour. No, we started recording early today. Ah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's you're okay. Fine. We're just discussing uh, female badasses in movies. Yeah, Calvin. Do you have a favorite girl boss? I'm trying to think. Ripley and Linda Hamilton, aka Sarah Connor, have already been said. Those are both pretty good. I'm trying to think from like stuff I like. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's not quite the same like action hero level, but I will say the female lead in Roadhouse is a pretty good example of an educated woman who is both like doesn't take shit without being overtly like I'm doing all the things a man does. She's a doctor. She's good. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's doc- the character's a doctor who falls in with um oh what's the guy's name? The the actor uh Crazy. Rick Dalton is the character. What? In Roadhouse. His name is Rick. His name is Rick Dalton. In Roadhouse, yeah. Um. You gotta be kidding. Patrick Spacey's character in Roadhouse is named Rick Dalton. That is so funny. Yeah, it's so that, good. <laughs> that's the exact name of DiCaprio's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is the exact name. I didn't even know yes. that. You were sh- you're sh- okay. Hold on, I, I gotta look this I'm up. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> this it's is Rick Dalton because mind. they uh, literally when he like is first introduced to the bar, he's gonna help clean up. All the like people working there, are like, oh my gosh, did you see? It's Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. His name That's is, Rick Dalton. His name, it's James Dalton. Unfortunately, James Dalton. What? No, fuck that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, okay, what are you doing? Unless what are you doing? Is this a Berenstein, Berenstein, Bears situation, maybe? <laughs> um, maybe Wikipedia is gaslighting you, RJ. Maybe it's now, gaslighting like, you. Now, so they've been running Roadhouse it's with Dalton. the character's name being Rick Dalton. Is, and no, now, wait, what did you say it was? It's James Dalton. It's it fucking says John James, Dalton, you piece of shit. It says James <laughs> Dalton on the Wikipedia page. 1989. Yes. Let's, okay, let's take a look. Uh, cast. Well, now I'm just even more confused. Hang on. <laughs> Wikipedia says James Dalton. Google says John Dalton. What does IMDb say? <laughs> IMDb. Top cast. Just says Dalton. <laughs> Dang, dude. I, no, I mean... Well, it's Dalton, at least. So I stand now, corrected, but I'm going to correct James as well. That- Oh, dude, now now that they've heard this podcast, they're gonna go back and they're going to like they're gonna time they're travel. Gonna, the truth is out. Hoopers my ass and no, they're they're well, they're just gonna ch- make a slight audio tweak in in every file, and they're just gonna make sure it's it's James Dalton. But you actually heard it as Rick. But from now on, it will be James Dalton. Doesn't that freak you out, RJ? Aren't you terrified at that 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 thought? No, it's like the <laughs> color thing. We're like, oh. Do we all actually see the same shade of red? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It'd be the color thing if, like, the color thing was the CIA making sure that you didn't see the same <laughs> color. But the CIA does that the like, all of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, the CIA pulls that shit all the time on Americans, so why the fuck does it matter? Like dinosaurs. Exactly. That's still my favorite one. Are dinosaurs a CIA hoax to discourage time travel? <laughs> um, yes. I thought, I thought you were gonna do the one where it's a, it's like a, it's a hoax or a test. Uh, it's to test your faith, um, right? Uh, I don't know that one. You, oh, you don't heard know that, that one? one? No. Yeah, fundamentalist religious groups will say that Earth is only six thousand years old, and all fossils are fakes planted by the devil to test your faith. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I, I, I can see them saying that. I've just never heard that before. Yeah. I've heard of it a couple times, mostly because it'll come up with, like, creationist stuff. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt your recording. I just came in to say hi before you started recording. So fine. No, this is a wonderful surprise. It was a wonderful interruption. <laughs> we appreciate it. I appreciate it. You guys it. have fun discussing whether it's John, James, or Nick. Rick. Rick. Whatever. Damn it, Calvin, yeah. You, you introduced one. a fourth multiverse <laughs> into this equation. <laughs> reality is going. <laughs> It's like that Rick and Morty episode where, like, reality breaks and it keeps splitting apart with every decision they make. (laughs) You can't be uncertain. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, you guys guys have fun. Bye. 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 All right. Um, Yeah. Do we want to move on to our next segment? Sure. Let's do it. Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Would you like to start or shall I? You can start. In that case, I'm going to recommend Black Adam. Mm. I caught Black Adam over the weekend and was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Black Adam is a DC superhero movie. Uh, he's, uh, He's like Shazam, but an adult in mind and body. As played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who for once was not just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, there were still little bits of it in there. He got some good quips off, and he never lost a fight. But those were the contractual stuff. Yeah. The rest of it, he actually was playing a character. So, and then, like, all the other supporting characters were really good. Hawkman was really good in it. Uh, Dr. Fate was really good in it. The it was short. It was like two hours, which is pretty good for a superhero movie these days. And they had a pretty good after credits, a pretty good mid credit scene that featured Henry Cavill's Superman. So, hmm. um, overall, enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. What make what made Dwayne in this movie not Dwayne like he is in other movies? Uh, the charisma. Honestly, like, in a lot of the other movies he's put out recently, he's got to be the strong one, and the funny one, and the smart one, and the one the ladies love. Like, he's got to have it all. And in this Mm -hmm. one, like, people liked him, but they liked him because he was the prophecy, like, they thought he was the hero that would save their nation, like, he had way back in the past. Okay. And so, like... He said he has, he gets some one-liners in, but the one-liners are the like stuff where he's from six thousand years ago, so he doesn't know what a TV is, he doesn't know what a catchphrase is, he doesn't know what superheroes are, and the kid who like the kid of the person who found him is trying to teach him to be a superhero and saying like, oh, you gotta have a catchphrase when you fight bad guys, and like something like the man, tell them the man in black sent you, so the black animal kill a villain and kill like one of the henchmen and say, tell them the man in black sent you. And it could be like, no, you, you gotta say it before you kill him. And then later in the movie, there's an instance where he's trying to like, he's fighting hench people and he throws one in the car and he tries to like get the catchphrase in before the guy gets run over and he messes it up. He's like, mm. it's kind of funny. <clears throat> so it's funny, but it's not like, look at me. I'm witty and charming. Yeah. It's more just, like, um, situation-based, almost. Yeah. And he's not, like, the ladies' man. Like, he's, he has no interest in romance whatsoever. Um, nice. And the story they develop for, like, his character's, like, history in the past and when he was, like, where he's from in time, they pull a pretty good story with it. Without it being, like, again, not the... He's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is... <coughs> yeah, I was going to say, so what... What um, what is the actual, just bare-bones plot uh, with, with outs or with minimal spoilers? What is Black Adam? Bare-bones plot. The Middle Eastern nation of Kandak, uh, way back in the past got rescued by their hero, Teth Adam. And then he vanished. Fast forward 6,000 years, 
um, the it becomes one of those Middle Eastern countries where it's always occupied by somebody for their resources. And right now it's occupied by some militia, not militia, some like basically terrorist slash um, mercenary group that is harvesting the mysticanium magical resource, super resource that they have there. So much like Black Panther, they have a magic fix-all resource that is only in that one country. Mm-hmm. But unlike Black Panther, they haven't done anything to harvest, utilize, or better their nation with it, and mostly just get invaded by other people looking to steal it. Ah, so it's oil. Yes. Um, in trying to... But there's also legend of the crown of demons that was the evil king in the past had been wearing, and he was the one Teth Adam defeated when he saved the country the first time. These freedom fighter-y kind of people are trying to find the crown first to make sure the mercenaries don't get it. When they find the crown, they accidentally wake up uh, Teth Adam by saying the, the magic word Shazam. And it becomes a process of him kind of trying to, like, take back the country from these mercenaries. Well, on the flip side, the Justice Society have been called in by Amanda Waller, who you will know uh, as the manager of the Suicide Squad. She has called in the Justice Society to contain Black Adam and turn him over to her because he is too powerful to be allowed to run amok. He will shift the balance of power in the world. Okay. So, it's very much that balance of... Because, like, in the trailer, there's a scene where Hawkman's like, heroes don't kill. And Black Adam says, well, I do. So it's a lot of that stuff. That's kind of interesting. It sounds like it could be, um... The source of a lot of fun set pieces. Um, it had a couple. Uh, mostly it was the destroyed, the, the city that they were in. That was very Middle Eastern- Okay. Um, but I had a couple extra front set pieces and a couple fun side characters. One of those, they don't dive too deep into the backstory on too much of the, like, why are these evil mercenaries here mining this resource? It's because they're evil mercenaries mining a resource. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, pretty good movie. One of the better DC outings. Hell Yeah. That's, uh, that's high praise. <laughs> Better Given than Shazam. Some track record. You think so? I heard a lot of people love Shazam. Shazam was fine. Uh, I'd say Shazam is better than Aquaman, but I enjoyed Black Adam better than Shazam. Shazam was a little too much of the, like, kid being a kid and kid being a kid with superpowers which Mm. was like fine but it was kind of that like okay he's a kid in an adult's body so he buys beer like all right whatever so it was kind of it was kind of like lazy it was a little lazy and it had one of the it had one of the like most jarring tone clashes for me i think i've ever felt in a movie where the entire movie in Shazam, the kid's trying to, like, find his mom and run away to get back to his mom. Mm-hmm. But he was, like, lost as a kid at, like, a festival thing when he was, like, too young to really know much. So he's only had the name to go off of and keeps, like, tracking down women, thinking that it's finally going to be his mom. And right near the end of the movie, he finally finds her. Only for her to reveal that, like, yeah, no, I don't want you. When you got lost at that thing, I did find I found you in the crowd and made the choice to walk away. Uh, and he's just like, oh, why? okay. She was like 19 when she had him or something. So instead of like abandoning him anywhere safe, she realized that he'd gotten lost in the crowd and it was her chance to run. So she did. And she's in like a shitty abusive relationship now. So she's just like, all right, well. Glad you're okay. Bye. And leaves on him again. And he's like, okay. Bye. Wow, that's kind of like, brutal. what the fuck, movie? Like, you have been so lighthearted 
generally light, like lighthearted fun tone of this kid dealing with the fact that he is an adult body with superpowers whenever he says the word Shazam. And you're going to stick this scene in the middle where his mother, birth mother literally looks him dead in the eye and says, I deliberately left you there. Yeah, it's pretty fucking brutal, dude. So, yeah. Do you feel like if they had played that differently, like it could have worked or no? Mm. I think if they'd made the overall tone of the movie a little more serious or just toned down. Because like by the end of the Shazam movie, it becomes again that like goofy, lighthearted, like, oh, he shares his powers with all his like adoptive siblings now. So they all have powers, which is like, okay, cool. Could, uh, what, what, like, you, you stuck this really weird, dark tone right from this one scene in the middle and then went back to the same tone you had before, so, like, tone things down a little bit leading into it to match it, or crank it. But yeah, Black Adam. Black Adam. What do you got? <clears throat> well, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's the first time I've seen this. I just mentioned one of the characters about 10 minutes ago. I'm going to recommend Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, widely regarded as one of the greatest action movies and one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, this film I thought was very fun. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like blown away by it. But I do think... It was, I think it's one of those films that is just so well made that like when you sit down in it, you're just kind of like, you're kind of like, yeah, that's like how a movie's supposed to be. Um, and it's kind of like the one of the things where like doing something well is sort of a thankless job because people are just like, yeah, that's like how it's supposed to be. Um, but then it takes like a while probably like getting back into like other stuff to realize like, oh, this is like truly a cut above the rest. Um, the action sequences are really fun. And I, I think it's also probably, I think Terminator 2 is kind of the Romeo and Juliet of modern action films to, to a degree, like to an extent. A lot borrows from it or a lot um, it's pays the homage bar, to it. And in the bar everyone else is trying to jump that bar. Yeah, I'm sure if you go through a lot of action movies made today and made since Terminator 2, you will find its DNA in other places for sure. It just kind of it's just kind of pretty instrumental in the genre. Um, but it's really good. Uh, for anyone who, who, does, who may not know the plot, <clears throat> um, Terminator 2 basically follows uh, the events uh, it follows uh, it's maybe seven no it's like 12 or 13 years or something like that after the events of the first film actually it's more like seven or something and it basically follows Sarah Connor uh, from the first film uh, who's been uh, imprisoned uh, who's been sent away to a mental facility um, because she tried to blow up a computer factory owned by Cyberdyne Corporations and she was ranting and raving that in you know, uh, in the year 1997, August 29th, 1997, the world was going to end, and uh, she's the world's seen... ended. What the, the world already ended, James? No, it didn't end because, well, may, may, you're right, maybe it did actually. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but she, she, uh, she's been having these prophetic visions of nuclear explosions over LA and, uh, went insane. And, um, the movie follows her son, John Connor, uh, the future leader of the human, the human resistance against the machines. Um, though he is only a young boy, uh, during this film and we watch him sort of, uh, uh, encounter a Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who has been sent back to protect him from another Terminator uh, who was sent back, um, a newer model uh, 
that is kind of this amorphous liquid metal um, called the T-1000. And the film follows... <clears throat> Wait, what model John, was the original Terminator? Uh, T-100. He's uh, a Superline Systems Model uh, 101. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the, the film follows this group of characters as they um, attempt to basically stop Judgment Day from occurring or the events that lead to it. Um, very fun. Very fun movie. Um, made by James Cameron, um, just, a, a really cool, um, idea to see play out, um, some little classic moments. It, it does suffer a little bit. James Cameron is a lot like George Lucas. He is pretty good with visuals and images and that language when it comes to dialogue, um, he could use some work. So some of the dialogue in this movie is pretty stiff and somewhat corny, um, though that does not overshadow its, its kind of incredible action direction. So Nice. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you think of James Cameron, uh, Cameron's current uh, projects? You talking Avatar 2? I'm talking or Avatar you... 2, that piece of shit. <laughs> I... Don't know. I mean, my man had a real window. Had he timed it better, he like people would have been like Marvel who, um, if he had gotten his little Avatar project off the ground and not waited over a decade uh, to release the second installment. Um, Do you know Avatar got a re-release basically just to knock Marvel off the top spot? Yeah, I know. They re-released it. It, it. No, well, he's a really... He's, like, Cameron is notably... He's incredibly talented, but he's also, I believe, like, incredibly... Noted as being, like, incredibly egotistical. That's what I've heard. So, um... When you created the Titanic movie, and that was the biggest one of all time. <laughs> and then you did Avatar. I can believe it. Yeah, and it's like... I don't know, I mean... <clears throat> I think he, uh, I think he definitely sees himself as like the Steve Jobs of, um, of, bitch, you're of no Spielberg. Film. What'd you say? I said, bitch, you're no Spielberg. <laughs> no, he's not. He's really not. Steve, like Steven Spielberg might be literally the definition of like schmaltz. Um, but, um, his movies are filled with a lot more life than James Cameron's. Like, Cameron's films are very fun films, but Steven Spielberg's movies have, like, actual characters in them. Um, and I don't know if... Um, yeah, I... I, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I like James Cameron. I like his ideas. Like, I think he is... I know I just kind of fucking ripped him right there. I, I, I do think his he there's a place for him... Because his movies are very, they might not, I guess they might not seem filled with life, but there is something, there's a pulse there, there's something beating, it's just sort of different, and I do enjoy it. Um, I mean, I think the first Avatar is fun to watch, I haven't watched it in ages, um, but I do remember thinking some of it's at least fun. Um, I only ever saw it once when I was like 13 or 14. I thought it was yeah, fine, but my... <clears throat> my problem right now is mm -hmm. Cameron waited a fucking decade to put out the second Avatar movie and he decided to go so fucking big on the budget that it has to become like the top movie earning ever to break fucking even. Yeah. Like yeah, I was reading something somewhere where like it's not going to be a success if it doesn't become the most like sellout movie ever of all time. They they wanted to they wanted to break like three billion or something like that. They wanted to be like insane, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe it will be. I don't know when the release date is. The thing is, is does anyone? Um. Well, I think it's I think it's coming up. I think it's like, and that's the thing is, I should know. Like everyone I talk to should know when this movie is coming out. They should have already bought their tickets. It is. It coming comes out, out December 16th. 
Yes. So, like, and who knows? Maybe, um, maybe, like, when it comes out, like, people will... What the fuck kind of description is this? Like, okay, I get it. Movie descriptions generally aren't great when they're a little blurb or when you Google it. But the description of the movie is as follows. Jake Sully and Natiri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together. However, they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora. When an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must fight a difficult war against the humans. Yeah. The only thing to, like, not be the first movie again is the fact that there's an ancient threat that resurfaces. But how can it resurface if it wasn't in the first fucking movie? Well, because it's like, it's yeah. an ancient threat that in the, yeah, in the yeah. history. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I mean, it's... But like, so we're, okay. Boy, howdy, we're going to do another fight against the humans who didn't learn their lesson the first time. Yeah, I mean, they, like... I don't know, it's like, um... And and here we already had like you know it's what's gonna like you you can already see some of the threads forming here. It's like okay, so Jake and Terry have kids, but there's a little hint here, I guess, that they're not doing so hot. So there's gonna be classic sort of like, should I even have done this? Like, what does it all mean romantically? Blah blah blah. Tension possibly. Um, and then you have uh, okay, so we're gonna have their little globe, uh, literal globe trotting, where they're going around. I think mainly they're exploring the sea or the oceans, um, trying to find a then, new place to live. <clears throat> yeah, you're definitely gonna have something where Jake makes a mistake, or um, maybe Natiri even does. Like someone fucks up, and this thing comes back, or. Um, the human beings are back and by mining or doing something again, uh, like in Jake isn't able to stop them, like something back and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, like there's some interesting stuff in here. And I'm sure like Cameron lives and dies on his visuals. Like if, if it is compelling visually and if it is truly a spectacle, like people will go to it and it will probably make a lot of money, especially because they're, they're definitely showing this in China and across the world. Um, See, I don't know that it will be though. Like compared to a lot of the CGI I, stuff we've been getting recently, like I don't know that it's going to be that big of a breakthrough. That's the thing is like, he is, it's no longer 2009. Um, like a movie that is relatively mostly CGI is not unique. And in fact, people are somewhat fatigued of it. Now, to be fair, uh, if it's high quality CGI, the original movie is pretty engrossing and it does have a pretty good mix of live action CGI. But even that movie is starting to show its age. And once again, we are 13 years um, almost past excuse me, we are 13 years like past this date, um, this release, and the world is an incredibly different place. And like the level of fame <clears throat> that he had after this movie's release, like... Faded. It to totally. And he should have acted on it within two to three years. Um, that was kind of when the iron was hot and now he's trying to heat something up that's been cold for about nine. So and that's I don't really know. Things too, to me is like people still rave about Titanic, right? Like Titanic yeah. is still held up as a fantastic movie and people talk about the next MCU release, despite the fact that there's so much Marvel fatigue and Star Wars is still doing Star Wars and of like, and like Terminator, like, Predator, the Predator franchise just put, a fa put out a fantastic movie called Prey, where it goes mm -hmm. back into uh, to like, oh, colonial times, Predator comes in, gets destroyed, but this one Native American girl outwits it, and it's pretty fucking good. Nobody talks about Avatar, except in, as it relates to the experience at Walt Disney World's Animal Kingdom, or when they're talking about the biggest box offices of all time. Like, no one's out, I've, I never hear anybody going like, Oh yeah, Avatar is my favorite movie. That's a pretty. That is RJ. That is a pretty, pretty, pretty good point. Um, like, 
Probably one of the best you could honestly make. Um, you are incredibly right. Like I was, I didn't even really think about it in that, that context really. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, to be fair, supposedly people were like literally fucking killing themselves after this movie because they so badly wanted to live in Pandora. Um, yeah, but there was but, still, a, we're talking about the same human population that had a brony phase. Like, come on. Yeah, this is this is very We're true. We're talking about and the I, same kind of people who would stand on the McDonald's counters and yell about Szechuan sauce for Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, you're always going to have those, and the fanatics don't necessarily define popular opinion, though they may try. And um, I think you're really right. Like, I don't see. We're talking about I can't literally think... any Marvel fan. Hey, yo, dunk my own people. Oh no, I can't. I can't think of any significant pop culture iconography that has remained uh since um like since avatar's release you know um i don't really see people dressing up as people from avatar when people say Halloween. avatar they think you mean the last airbender yeah you still have to make that distinction um because one of those things has remained in pop culture and the other has not um <laughs> and again you know like to be fair you know between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, both movies that are, like, one that's lauded as a pretty solid movie, the other that, again, is lauded as, like, one of the best of all time. Um, there's a, you know, there's a seven-year gap between those. But we're talking about a gap with Avatar that's nearly double that. That is a lot of time. And, again, it's not just about attention. It's about the, the world just simply being different uh so i hope well and part that of that too is i would i'm as far as i'm aware even with that seven year gap terminator was still held up as like oh yeah it's fucking terminator yeah well you're right you're very right i mean arnold was a huge star that's okay that's the other thing too is none of these actors or actresses are big global stars Actually, arnold became a speaking star. of ripley she's in it Oh, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney right. Weaver she is was... one of the only names I... Oh, wait, Sigourney Weaver and... Um, what's her name? She was Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. Um, no, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, Zoe yeah. Saldana's in it. Those are the only mm-hmm. two people I can name that are in the goddamn movie. Yeah, there's... And I know them I know, other projects. I know, like, Sam Worthington. He's the guy who plays Jake Sully. Um, and Sam then... Who? Sam Worthington. What else did um, he do? No, like nothing. He did this oh, one movie called Surprise. Man on the Edge. I know, and that's the thing too is like Terminator succeeds because it's a very non-epic film that is sort of stripped down, and you really only focus on a few characters, and one of them is incredibly iconic because he's played by an incredibly unique uh, performer who is who would be hard to miss in a crowd, much less a Hollywood film that is focused all on how he looks. Um, none of these characters in Avatar ever had that. There's no one that has really a unique look or personality or really anything. Um, it's kind of James Cameron trying to do this mythic like storyline, which sort of works. But the problem with that is that you need like personality and color, which are things that his movies distinctly lack. So ironically, despite him being the king of like the blockbuster, he like, may have gone too far because you need substance to prop something this big up. Now, supposedly, according to Sam Worthington's movies on Google, Avatar Way of the Water is coming out in 2022, and Avatar 5 is slated for 2028. Yeah, that's if if they're successful. And, I mean, who knows? Like, with the audience, I mean, those Transformers movies made hundreds of millions. Like, those movies are wildly successful. And if something is successful financially, it will get funded again. And the studios are looking for, like, obviously there's still Marvel and Star Wars stuff. But in the past five, six years, that stuff has, it's begun to take the backseat. It's no longer the the cultural focus. Like They're looking for other franchises. They're they're looking for new veins to much like the humans in the first Avatar to looking strip for mine. the unobtainium or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, truly, they're looking the super for metal. that next big vein of unobtainium. I think um, it actually fucking was that. 
It was. No, it, which I, I think unobtain, unobtainium is actually like, it's like a term, like an actual sort of like term, I guess. It comes from engineering. Um, I, it does sound somewhat like ridiculous. Uh, like for sure. Um, unobtainium. In fiction, engineering, and thought experience, unobtainium is a material ideal for a particular application, but practically impractically hard to get. So it's a general term to a material that you cannot access. How much money did this movie make? Wow. So the original Avatar made $237 million. Or I'm sorry, billion. its budget was two hundred thirty-seven million, uh, and it cost nine million for its re-release. So let's say like, okay, let's be let's add onto both of those. So it's two hundred forty-six. Let's add another two hundred-ish uh, for marketing potentially, which I don't. Maybe that wouldn't be the the amount of their marketing, but maybe who knows. Um, just other expenses as well. So 150 to 200 million, we'll say that the budget was really something around in the ballpark of 400 million. All in total, um, it made Ooh. two point, it so, almost made three billion, which is insane. Um, news report it, apparently revealed the budget for Way of the Water, and it has a. It has cost between three hundred fifty and four hundred million, with Disney having spent over one billion over the four Avatar sequels. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. Have they not learned? But have they learned though that if why? even at just two hundred fifty a movie with four sequels, it's already a billion. Two hundred fifty million for four sequels is a billion. That doesn't even count marketing, potential production overrun. Like, that is insane. Have they learned nothing from their Star Wars purchase? They better know what they're fucking doing. They are burning fucking cash. They've got the what cash to burn, they? though. I get. Well, uh, let's see. What is Walt Disney's annual take? Disney Company annual. Um, reading through a little bit annual. more. Um. For Avatar Way of the Water to have a successful theatrical run, it must make at least $2 billion at the box office to break even and recoup its large budget. Okay, Only okay, two films on. have made over $1 billion at the box office since the onset of the pandemic. Spider-Man No Way Home and Top Gun Maverick. Okay, hold on. So their annual revenue... Their annual revenue is... Oh, I see what they're fucking trying to do. Their annual revenue, as reported for 2022, is $82.722 So that's a lot of money. However, their annual, expenses, the money their annual expenses are $76.189 which means if I'm doing this right, which I don't know if I am, but their expenses, um, is that right? They're left with only a little around $6 billion in, like, quote-unquote, like, pocket change, like, after their operations are all covered? Yeah, heaven forbid they have $6 billion. I, I'm just saying, yeah, dude, like... no. I mean, they're throwing away fucking money. I mean, that is but, again, keep in mind, though, they're throwing away 10... Uh, let me make sure I got this right. So they have six million left over, you said. They're throwing away one sixth of one year's worth of take after expenses on four films. One year. One sixth of one year. So in the time it takes for those films to come out, they'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. They can literally eat the cost over the course of like six years and just be like, all right, cool, we're good. That's We're gonna go sell another couple of Mickey ears at Disney World and get that get that money back. That's <clears throat> to be fair. That's assuming <clears throat> it is assuming that 
I don't know that their shit is 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 solid gold. Um, and granted, it, it takes a lot to sink something like Disney, but if you start slipping, it is quite the slope. Um, it is, but <clears throat> they have enough franchises and enough merchandising because we're talking in order to really fail off marvel would have to be completely unprofitable star wars would have to become completely unprofitable literally the entire fox studio would have to be completely unprofitable um pixar would have to utterly tank and like the first disney movie i should correct this the first Disney animation movie to get under an A minus rating at Metacritic just came out. It's Strange Worlds. Yeah, I saw this. Like literally the last thirty about... years, they haven't gotten lower than that. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Metacritic, <laughs> but it was the like whatever one that actually talks to people as they leave the theater. Yeah, I don't know which one that is. I've been, <clears throat> and definitely, I was hearing about this one. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I just don't, I don't know, dude. It seems pretty, like, you'd want, I mean, I guess to be fair, he was probably, like, they're both probably caught because Cameron is, like, I need the Disney resources if... I am going to like make this film. Um, like I'm going to need that. And Disney's already bought in because it's literally a significant chunk of their Animal Kingdom theme park at Disney World is the Land of Pandora. Where they've got <clears> the <throat> giant floating tree thing and the weird plants and the river ride where you float down the river and see all the weird stuff. Yeah, and like heaven forbid though, because they're caught. They they probably have to listen to what he says, because it's like, well, like if he goes to another studio, which again he couldn't, but if he even tried, like, and we lost this, that would be really embarrassing. They wouldn't want that, especially because so, it's one thing for them to like shut down a ride; it's another to have to retool an entire section of the park. Yeah, that would be. That would be pretty embarrassing if they had to do that. Um, it is kind of nuts, though. I mean, to be fair, like, Rogue One cost more than this film, I believe. Really? Um, than Avatar? Not that, not more than Avatar Way of the Water, but mm. the first Avatar, I believe so. I think Rogue One was, like, $250 million or something. Rogue One budget. $275 million Yeah. Because it was so troubled on production. That's right. They did have to do a lot of reshoots, but they recouped. That film made over a billion dollars. Um, it's uh, that's what it says on Wikipedia, um, which is nuts. I don't believe uh, that. Made one billion? What the fuck? Rogue One box office. Yeah, one point zero five billion. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that's they're they're really. They're really fucking doing it. Um, yeah. No, it's. I don't know. I. I don't know. I. I'm not. I'm not entirely opposed to it. Like maybe yeah, I might go see it, but it's I'm another not thing. In theaters. Did you see the first half? No, I saw it lying on someone's couch. I saw it New Year's Eve. Um, in theaters. In theaters, yeah. I'm that was sorry. Awesome. Honestly, it wasn't bad. I mean, obviously, I thought it was cool, but I was more blown away because, like, just before that, that was the day that my dad, um, like, right before that, my dad took my siblings and I to um, GameStop because I'd been asking if I could get Halo 3, and that <laughs> was the day that I got it. So nice. I think it was, like, it was like a delayed birthday gift, or maybe it was, like, a Christmas thing. I can't really remember. But, yeah, so... A happy a happy evening um but yeah i just remember dude my favorite characters <laughs> i love the um the colonel in that movie oh, yeah. see and that's awesome. the thing is like watching the film i didn't give a flying fuck about any of the aliens 
No, I care about I the American care. military complex. Yeah, because they have the like, cool robots. They're like waste these tree huggers, dude. These guys are dorks. <laughs> these fucking, these fu- like literally, and like, it just, I don't remember a ton of it, but I remember like, oh, we have these avatars that we use these synthetic bodies based on the alien native aliens to be able to walk around and wander outside and do our work without having to worry about oxygen tanks. And it's like fucking cool. That's awesome. You can use that for diplomatic relations and to, like, construct, like, dialogue between your peoples. And you're using it to pilot mechs to shoot people. Cool. That's cool. I'm still on board with this. You have cool robots. (laughs) You have the cool planes and the cool robots. Sign me up. (laughs) Give me an alien body so I can walk around on those super long legs with those super long arms and pilot a mech. I don't know, dude. Like, I just, like, I think, um, well, because obviously in the movie, like, that's what Sigourney Weaver's character was doing is, like, and they say this, like, they've been trying to talk, like, to establish, like, contact with, like, the Native people, and they have, but it's, like, it, like, they don't care. Like, Sigourney Weaver's character is, like, she's, like, an anthropologist or a botanist or something, yeah. and she's, like, built schools, and the one, um, the, the one Giovanni Ribisi's character, like the corporate guy, is just like, we try doing this, we try giving them water, we try giving them schools, education, they don't want any of it, and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, um, I just, the whole, like... <sighs> well, I remember, I remember too, like, <clears throat> when I went to the Pandora World part, the entire time I was there, I was like, fuck this, I don't belong here. Oh, you actually went? Yeah. Back in uh, wow. December 2019, I went to Disney World and went to Animal Kingdom and went to the Pandora Land and did not go on the ride because by the time, like, because we got, like, the three Fast Pass tickets or whatever and the, our, it was, like, 8 p.m. was the time for going on the Pandora ride. And so it was, like, dark. It was night. Everything was dark and all the Uncanny Valley was a, in full effect because of the darkness on this alien world where they didn't have like normal pathway lights. It's all the glowing mushrooms and shit. And Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck this. I'm not going on that ride. I'm not going to ride down this river in the dark on an intended to be an alien world where I don't belong. I side with the mech statue here. I should be in the mech statue burning this to the ground. (laughs) This is not part of earth. You know what these people need? A Walmart with a nice big parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> uh, well, but part that... of it too, again, is like at the world, they it's impressive engineering, but they did that stupid floating tree rock thing above the park, and it doesn't look supported, so it looks like it's floating there, and you're like, fuck this, I don't want to stand under that, that's gonna fall. <laughs> this is Earth. Earth has gravity. That thing should not be there. In a way, I suppose it's the testament to the craft if they're able to generate Oh, very good. Fury some kind of degree but well I, I just think i always think the whole like we're from the trees and we love nature and it's like are you because like you seem just as aggressive and like backwards as the people that like as the human beings you just come less equipped like you you don't have like I'm not saying that you need like advanced culture or diplomacy or government to be like something. You're not but superior just because you don't use technology. Just because you don't have things doesn't make you better. Like just because having things in the same way that having things doesn't make you better, not having things doesn't make you better either. Both of those either lead to or create deficiencies. Like, I don't know. I find the whole, that whole like, and I know that it's rooted. It's I know that's rooted in the whole like Native American thing. I just find it very pandering and very sort of like not realistic. Because it is and like it, yeah. Maybe it'll expand on this in way of the water. But then, as far as my knowledge of Native American tribes in America went, they had fucking cities. Like they had commerce and cities and trade hubs and weren't just like oh, we live in the tree, and we don't harm nature. Like, they fucking killed shit. And yeah. when they got introduced to guns, they are like, fuck yeah, guns are neat. That's actually a really good point, RJ. That would be a lot cooler, is if, like... I mean, yeah, guns and firewater and polio massacred their people, but... 
Well, <laughs> they also were like, it, "Hey, this metal stuff is pretty cool." It would be cool if there was a part of them that was like into it, but they were sort of like, I don't That's know how you would do that. Say. Similar with Afrofuturism, they came up with like Cowboy Bebop and some of the other like sci-fi stuff. I want to see Native American futurism. Like, what would it look like had their technology and society progressed uninterrupted? Yeah, totally. If they had just gotten similar to the way that like Marco Polo went and brought the printing press back to not maybe not Marco Polo, whoever the fuck went to China and brought the printing press back to Europe. And that sparked in Germany and blew up the books and everything and learning and all that stuff in Europe. Like, what would a sci-fi Native American society look like? Would they be using, like, would they still be using bows and arrows, but are technologically advanced bows and arrows? Or, like, arrow, like they're fucking a bunch of Hawkeyes with the super magic tech arrows. Are they still nomadic? Or have they developed cities but the cities themselves are more intertwined and slightly more respectful of nature but it's still a fucking city what i'm saying is they should be the wookies yeah well i no. see i love this kind of like i i totally agree i think i think a story like because i think you're right i love the look of the human stuff like in i love that like sci-fi space marine like kind of gritty like human looking stuff i would love like a storyline or something where it's like they come into contact with these like these these like aliens these like basically like alien natives and the the it has like progressed to this ability with where they are comparable to the human beings or they are sort of like maybe just a little bit past and like some kind of story there would be like interesting like something that is not so sort of like again because like uh, one of the whole points is like oh look like like you know we might be technologically advanced but they're spiritually advanced like they have this connection to their ancestors and all that and it's like why can't you have both why couldn't the story be about attempting to wed those two things instead of like it's like this thing that makes you like makes a guy basically again like a traitor to his entire species because he and part of it too is know. like when they have the avatars the avatars wear fucking clothing like they walk around in pants and shirts meanwhile mm-hmm. the navi or whatever the fuck they are are walking around in loincloths and shit and it's like okay come on like even like it's so racist like the it, fucking native americans wore full-on coats and shit and i well i get it like some of it's like some of it is just like it's just like how certain native groups looked and it's like how they behaved but yeah like they don't come off as this like super advanced looking society they come off as like the caricatures of like the cannibals in parts of the ewoks. caribbean too do you remember that or like no, yeah or like movie, but they're ewoks like it, it just kind of comes off as sort of like cl- like classic movie. Like, wow, look at these people. They don't even really wear pants or anything. Like, they must again. It goes back to the they're Ewoks when they should be Wookies. They should be Wookies with technology that <clears throat> respects, like the Wookies respect their ancestors and their history, but they incorporate that into their technology and they are spacefaring and they have weapons that withstood the might of the droid army. Meanwhile, the Ewoks had a bunch of fucking rocks. Yeah, I just... And maybe, maybe if, like, this... If Avatar 2, like... Like, addresses some of this stuff... Because I understand all the themes of, like, Oh, you know, Jake did all this. He learned that he was in love. And he found there was something greater than just having stuff. Oh, you mean he's or... a white savior? Well, he is like, yeah, like the minute, are you kidding me? Like the minute that he walks into the forest, like the sacred fucking tree seeds like land on him. And she's like, oh my God. Wow. They've, they, they never do that. And then there's that, there's <laughs> that one bird alien where it's like, oh, that's the mega bird alien. No one has interfaced yeah. with that bird alien. And then he goes and interfaces with the bird alien. 
Yeah. And it's like, wow, you're doing it. And it's like, isn't this kind of just colonization in like a roundabout way? Like, it's colonization with extra steps. (laughs) This is just sort of like colonization by emotion and sheer force of like, I'm not going to say personality because he doesn't have that. But Mm. like, this is not like, um, this is not like this. I don't know. And to be fair, this movie was made before this kind of like socially conscious wave hit our cultural shores, but it's like, dude, you are, I'm really hope Mr. Cameron's been taking notes for the past 10 years. Cause if his script, hasn't. It, if it's like the original, Oh boy, you, you are, you are cruising for a bruise in my friend. You're going to get a little bit skewered. Um, potentially. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's like, you don't know. All right, we should probably wrap up. Yeah. If you didn't get any advice out of that rant about James Cameron's Avatar 2 Way of the Water, uh, listen to it again. Yeah, there's some stuff in there probably. (laughs) Yeah. James, thank you for joining this week. Thank you for having me, as always. It's, uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you, RJ. You're welcome. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, our, where we have our Meme Mondays and our Icebreaker Questions. Our Twitter account is Better at, is Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is Better buddiescast at gmail.com you can send us fan art hate art fan mail hate mail declarations of love and or war icebreakers you want us to answer and questions you need advice on last but not least be a better buddy oh did you know it was did you know today was the day that Cary grant died Who's Cary Grant? Cary Grant was a he was a movie star from like a very famous movie star in like the 20th century. Um, the movies like North by Northwest, His Girl Friday, Charade, all this stuff. Um, you should watch a Cary Grant movie. You should watch. I think you might like His Girl Friday. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I was looking on Wikipedia. Northwest about a plane. Uh, it has a plane in it. It's got a very famous scene with a plane. It's a Hitchcock movie. Um, ah.